you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley out today. Thank you so much for being here. I guess we're getting the developing news now that in the search for that sub that was going down to look at the Titanic, they they think they found a debris field, um, which means I, I presumably that means that the worst outcome uh, has occurred. Uh, again, presumably, we're waiting for more information. Uh, in terms of what they found and 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 what it means, and and you know we don't know for sure that this is actually the sub that went under, but we'll be following that and keeping you updated on that throughout the day, <clears throat> whatever Coast Guard officials have to say uh, later on. Meanwhile, uh, Democrats in the Senate had a hearing on protecting Pride Month yesterday. Seriously, that was the thing. We we need to figure out a way to. Did you know it was Pride Month, by the way? I had I'd heard something about it, but uh, I'm not completely yeah. aware. So it's the whole month, right? Yeah, it's the whole month okay, all right. uh, of June. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so apparently because there's all these anti-LGBTQ bills that are going out there, which I always love when, they're, when they say that. It's 278 or whatever yeah. bills that time. are targeting yeah. the LGBTQ community. No, you're talking about bills that by and large are banning sex change procedures for children. And yeah. if we had an honest media, that's how they would portray it. But anyway, that's the narrative right now. So Democrats in the Senate took the bait and they decided to roll on and uh, do this hearing. But it didn't go very well for them because Republicans brought in Riley Gaines. This is the former NCAA swimmer who's been outspoken about having biological men compete in athletics against women. She knew or she competed against Leah Thomas. She spoke very powerfully, I think, uh, about the experience of like walking into a locker room and there's a naked guy. Yeah, and, and Leah Thomas used to be called uh, Will Thomas, a guy just naked in the locker room, and they never got a choice. The, the women never got a choice to uh, have a safe place for them to, tra- to change, uh, to prepare for their competition. They didn't, they didn't get a say in the matter. And just a few years after the whole Me Too movement, it's, it's shocking to me to watch Democrats just wipe away all of this all of the rhetoric about protecting women. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here we are. Democrats brought in, though, the president of the radical left-wing organization. What is it called? Human Rights Campaign is what they call themselves. Yeah. They're they're nuts. Okay, they're they're absolutely insane. Uh, The president's name is Kelly Robinson. So Senator Ted Cruz, Republican out of Texas, asked her a very simple question. And the context, uh, at least presumably, is uh, is there a difference between men and women in sports? But he just starts off with a very simple question. Do you believe that there is a difference between men and women? Pretty simple, if right? If the question yeah. is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition okay, okay, happened, I'm, I'm gonna try the again. rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? M- th- most people could answer this very simply. I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting in 
into the context of the conversation that we're having. I think that there are definitions related to sex. Is that a yes? So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get get a speech. Is there a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. So you're not answering that. Let me ask you this question then. Why do women's sports exist? (laughs) If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that um, that sex is different than gender. Why do do women's sports sports have a great value? I mean, Senator, I'll tell you right now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But why have a separate category for women? If, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender. Right. And here we go. Off Again, to the races. Back on that. Yeah. Right. And those biological realities matter, especially in the context of athletic competition. This is the same woman who yesterday said, well, I read a news article where a bunch of men were claiming that they could uh, score a point on Serena Williams in a tennis game. I don't know what article that was. I have never heard anybody make that argument. Like we talked about at length yesterday, nobody is saying like I, I'm nobody is saying that David Van Camp, five foot eleven, husky radio host, can beat Serena Williams in a tennis match. Nobody's oh, making that argument. I'm certainly not. She's a professional athlete. Either. No, of course not. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, right, but, but, but I thought I thought that I thought his framing was great. Then why do we even have yeah female male athletes? And let's just put everybody in the same blender and have at it. Right. Then, I yeah. mean, and again, you can't answer that question because you, yeah. well, you, you know what the answer is. Yeah. She knows what the answer is, yeah. but you can't say it. Right. That, I mean, that's why they get uh, caught up in, in sort of uh, meticulous definitions and they try to like, they try to get so deep in the weeds that you just aren't following what they say anymore. That, oh, that's, yeah. that's their goal. That's the left-wing goal, especially with this gender ideology stuff, to try to throw terms and definitions at you and get you to ignore what you know instinctively, what anyone can know, what a kindergartner can understand about the differences between men and women. And they want to try to inject a social construct of this gender is different than sex and, and, and get everybody to convince themselves that what they're seeing isn't real. Right. It's a conspiracy theory to say that there is no that that a trans woman is a woman. That is a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy theory to say that a trans man is a man. No, that's a that is a woman living as a man. That's reality. And if that hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. Get better. Get a better therapist. Mm-hmm. Because that's just that's just the truth. Okay. And it is frustrating, and you're right. I'm glad that uh, Ted Cruz was able to frame it in the way of what's the point of having yeah, well, I do a it. divided by gender yeah. uh, sports. If, <clears throat> if a man can one day be exactly the same as a woman, then what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Why, why, does it, why does it matter at all? So we'll, we'll get to a few more audio clips from that testimony yesterday. Feel like you're banging a head against the wall. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, far left representative Adam Schiff was formally censured by the House of Representatives for pushing the Russia collusion hoax. And and the uh, the bad dinner theater was on display. Oh, yesterday. Gosh. You know, Adam Smith is, uh, or Adam Smith, <laughs> Adam Schiff, I mean, is out there saying, I welcome your censure. Uh, it only makes me stronger. Right. All of this. Nobody ever actually argued whether or not 
what the Republicans put in this censure document was was accurate. And all it said was, you lied about the Russian collusion stuff. You you spent years going out there telling people in news media, telling people in Congress that this happened, that that Trump colluded with the Russians to steal the 2016 election. And it wasn't true. Nobody actually fought back against those basic allegations and instead had the bad dinner theater because after all most democrat lawmakers are just idiot theater kids i mean that's really what 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 it comes down to uh here's a little montage of them uh defending adam schiff during the proceedings yesterday extreme mega republicans are targeting adam because he's everything they wish they could be will you be remembered as footnotes and foot soldiers in history's books that chronicle donald trump's corruption or will you be as decent as adam schiff they turned it into a puppet show a puppet show and you know what the puppeteer donald trump is shining a light on the strings you look miserable congressman schiff protected us from fascism at home and abroad <laughs> what really gnaws on the majority what really bothers them is that Mr. Schiff was way better than anybody on their team. And he's way handsomer. And he's better at basketball. That clown. And they haven't beat him in foosball once this year. (laughs) (laughs) These people, man. And, and like, I'm kind of sitting here watching the whole censure thing happen. And I I don't really care. It doesn't really amount to much, really. It's It's a symbolic move more than anything. It doesn't result in really anything. But... I wasn't even going to be talking about it today until I saw all of these speeches, one after the other, that Adam Schiff was single-handedly protecting America from fascism at home and abroad, for that matter. It's almost as if, too, they had a uh, little side bet going as to how many times people could say Donald Trump's name. Right. <laughs> Golly. And the, I heard old drunken Nancy Pelosi on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy Pelosi waddling up and stumbling Hi. up to the lectern. The puppeteer and puppet Dude. mister. And oh, you gosh. look pathetic. Blah, 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 blah. These guys. <laughs> so at least there's some comic relief in there in the form at of least. bad dinner theater. Yes, All it right. is. Uh, off and running on a Thursday. Oh, speaking of bad dinner theater, John Durham yesterday dismantled this idiot congressman, and I can't wait to get to this audio. You're going to want to hear it. That's coming up next and so much more. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is out today. Well, the, the, the news that was just breaking a few moments ago, a deep-sea robot found a debris field while searching for that sub that went missing while carrying five people to the wreckage of the Titanic. Uh, that's according to the U.S. Coast Guard. Experts evaluating the discovery right now um, by the remote-operated vehicle that was searching underwater. Um, so, we'll, again, I, I saw one expert saying that They'll be able to confirm by the end of today whether or not that's the the, the sub that went missing, uh, but it looks like that is the uh, that is the case. So least. it's not intact then. It's no. apparently exploded or or imploded. I mean, there's imploded, a ton of pressure yeah. as you're going down to the uh, that right. far down into the ocean. So yeah, we we don't know, and they'll have to. You know, the answer as to whether or not it is the sub that they've been looking for that'll. That'll right. come today. What happened, we may never know. But 
Um, I, I remember reading a couple of days ago, and we talked about it briefly on the show, that uh, the there were a lot of people who knew know how this stuff functions who say more than likely it didn't just go missing. It some it, There was a catastrophic failure in the integrity of the sub itself. And so it was it was gone within an hour and a half of of it initially going underwater. So you know it's weird to say that, but it's easier for my brain to operate under the assumption that it did implode. Yeah. That something happened to it rather than five guys that just stopped breathing and oh, had yeah. no oxygen left and suffered greatly. I mean Yeah. That, there there is some piece to that assessment if that is in fact true. Yeah, I mean that's sort of like out of all the bad options, that's the least yeah, bad. Right. That something happened and they immediately were killed by yes. whatever went wrong in the sub instead of sitting there, you know, watching yes. each other slowly Die. suffocate. Yeah, yeah. that would be that, – you said it yesterday. That's hell on earth, man. Oh, to yeah. picture that, it's, it's just – it's so sad. Uh, meanwhile, uh, John Durham, uh, he's the guy who was investigating the corruption at the center of the Trump-Russia investigation. And, well, he found that top levels of federal law enforcement and the Obama White House knew – that the Trump-Russia conspiracy theory was a hoax, but they pushed it anyway for political purposes. They sort of let this investigation go on. According to Durham, even the people who were uh, investigating it and submitting applications for surveillance in the so-called FISA court, uh, they were kept in the dark when it comes to the intel that everybody knew this was fake. But Democrats don't know what to do with this information because, well, they got caught. They got caught pulling off this massive scheme. I mean, you want to talk about an insurrection? Come on. Uh, and now they're just lashing out at John Durham. Uh, Steve Cohen, he's a Tennessee Democrat. He's an idiot. Okay, this is the guy that uh, he wanted Bill Barr, the former attorney general, uh, to testify in front of the House of Representatives. Bill Barr said, go pound sand, and didn't show up. Um, and so Steve Cohen brought in a ceramic chicken and a bucket of KFC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> saying, oh, chicken bar, chicken bar. Bah, 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 bah. I mean, it, it, the guy's a moron, all right? He got all emotional on John Durham, and I thought John Durham's response was incredible here. You have a good reputation. You had a good reputation. That's why the two Democrats supported you. But the longer you hold on to Mr. Barr, and this report that Mr. Barr gave you as special counsel, your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods. There's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. I yield back the balance of my time. Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect and my family and my Lord. And I'm perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. Well said. God bless you. Um, the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Back to the shallow end, all right? Yeah, get out of here. That's just get the hell out of my face, all right? This whole thing of you will wind up in the bottom of a pyre. Really? Really? Come Again, on. bad dinner theater. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just bad dinner theater. These are all actors, and they're yeah. all acting, and they're really bad at it. And it's what happens when you You'll have... end up in the bottom of a pyre. This <laughs> is what happens when you have complete dorks running the country. Yep. And people who are not that bright but think they were because their parents were rich. It's bad, it's, bad, bad. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I liked the way that John Durham handled that at the end. Meanwhile, uh, on a lighter note, a physician's group in Georgia is putting up a billboard targeting the fans of the Macon Bacon. It's a collegiate summer league baseball team. 
I heard about this. <laughs> they wrote a letter to the team's president. The Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine's billboard is located on I-16 and asked fans to keep bacon off your plate. They sent a letter to the team president, Brandon Raphael, accusing the organization of glorifying bacon. Making bacon's glorification of bacon, a processed meat that raises the risk of, or risk of colorectal cancer and other diseases, sends the wrong message to fans. I urge you to update the team's name to uh, Making Faken Bacon and promote plant-based bacon alternatives such as bacon bacon or mushroom bacon that will actually help your fans stay healthy. As for Kevin, making Bacon's mascot, he can reveal that he's actually plant-based bacon. Okay, again, get out of my sight. <laughs> you know what? I, I we're not, think we're not doing this, okay? With these types of summer leagues, and then you've got like low A ball and things mm -hmm. like that, they always do crazy promotions, and they're really yeah. fun to pay attention to uh, occasionally because they, they'll go for it. I think this is a promotion for the team. I think, I, I think I think they they're working in cahoots to try to to try to up the uh, the profile of this particular league or this particular team, get more people to show up and say these doctors can't tell me to not eat bacon anymore. Right. And again, getting back to what the league is, this league is full of fun stuff. Yeah, that's what they do. And they, as a matter of fact, they just defeated the Savannah Bananas. I'm not making that up. <laughs> they did. So to get some kind of handle on what this yeah. is, right? Yeah. I, I think, no fun police can just, you know, dial it back a little yeah. bit. Well, I think that's probably what I, I think the whole thing is actually just a, a nice guerrilla marketing campaign. And it may very well be. I've never anything. heard of this organization before. Yeah, the uh, the Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine. Yeah. Yeah. That mm. sounds fake too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It probably yeah. is. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh coming up, got a lot yeah. more to get to. We'll try to uh, keep an eye on what's happening with the debris field that's been found that may be the remains of the sub that was looking for the Titanic or was going to tour the Titanic. Also, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, are they gonna do a cage fight? We'll get to that oh, next. Yeah. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Well, the uh, Coast Guard says they have found a debris field at the bottom of the ocean near the Titanic, and uh, it looks like that is probably the remains of that sub that went missing on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll be waiting to hear what exactly happened. We should know by the end of the day, if not eminently, whether or not that is the vessel for sure. Uh, but it'll take a long time to figure out what exactly went wrong, more than likely. Um, so if ever. If, if we ever actually yeah, find out yeah, what, what yeah. exactly happened. Because, so, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like picking up something at the bottom of, a, of your local neighborhood swimming pool. You know? no. <laughs> you, no. You're talking about a couple miles beneath the surface of the ocean. It's not exactly easy to recover uh, wreckage. Um, and then once you do, can you sort of reverse engineer what went wrong there? Uh, but I will, I, go ahead. I, no, I just want to ask you a question. I said, are there specific safety instructions that must be put in place, federal guidelines, before you could do something like this? Or is it just kind of do whatever? I mean, it, it, it's the nature of exploration. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I yeah. don't know. I mean, you've got a couple different governments involved in this. I mean, uh, to make sure the craft is safe. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Not to say you can't do it, but it's just a weird thing to me because everybody's saying that this thing was extremely unsafe. Yeah. All the experts are coming together saying the same thing right now. 
And I'm like, you know, you you've got to you've got to go through government regulations to you know serve milk. Yeah. I mean, and and you can go in deep into the ocean, and there's no regulation on anything. You just can build a craft and yeah. go down and do it. I guess, huh? I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird and, thing. I, I I don't know. I just. I mean, what me as what funny. government would wind up having jurisdiction over that? Yeah, exactly, you know? and, and but so. it just seems like it has to be able to to you know withstand this, this, and mm-hmm. this. And, yeah, I well, don't know. I mean, and in fairness, I know there's a lot of people who are saying there's you know hindsight is twenty twenty. There was a documentarian who said a few years ago he took a look at the craft and said, "Nah, I'm out. Not not going down in that." Um, but again, hindsight is twenty twenty. This had had several successful trips. Yeah. So again, we don't know what went wrong in this no. situation. The one thing that is not aging well is something that the uh, CEO of OceanGate, the company that manages this, that, yeah. that does these trips, uh, Stockton Rush is his name. He's on board or was on board. Um, uh, it, something he said during a uh, an interview over Zoom a while back about who he hires to help innovate and who he won't hire anymore. This is not aging very well in light of the tragedy that has happened. When I start the business, one of the things you'll find, there are other sub-operators out there, but they, they typically um, have uh, gentlemen who are ex-military submariners, and they you'll see a whole bunch of 50-year-old white guys. Um, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to, to go pursue marine technology. But a 25-year-old uh, you know, who's a sub-pilot or a, a platform operator or one of our techs can be inspirational. And so we've really tried to, to get um, very intelligent, motivated, younger individuals involved. To me, if you're designing a craft that's supposed to go like 2,000-whatever feet below the yeah. surface of the ocean, mm-hmm. kind of want the best people. Yeah, I and, want the Wiley. I want the Wiley veteran, at least yeah, one of them. I want the guy who's board. actually been around the block a few yeah, times. Yeah, done it so. a few times. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's not to you know tap dance on anybody's grave here, but man, I mean, if if again, depending on what happened with this whole thing, you you do wonder how much of this idea of this equitable, inspirational vision had to do with this, in not bringing in the right people, but bringing in people that you think are inspirational so that's yeah that is not aging well at all no it's and, not. and you say this guy's on board right now i believe so yeah yeah okay. yeah meanwhile in much lighter news uh i love this story facebook founder mark zuckerberg is apparently agreeing to do a cage match against elon musk and elon musk is on board too so uh, apparently this all started a couple days ago. Elon Musk made a story or made a joke about this the other day saying, yeah, I'll, I'll totally do a cage match against Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and Zuckerberg responded by uh, saying, send me location. Musk responded with two words, Vegas octagon. Then he tweeted, I have this great move that I call the walrus, where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. <laughs> you got that? The thing is, I hope this happens, but also uh, Elon Musk needs to do a little bit of training. Now, listen, I, Mark Zuckerberg, in my book, is the third or fourth worst human being on the planet, okay? Uh, if, if civilization ends within my lifetime, he'll have had something to do with it. Um, but that said, he is training himself to be a super nerd. Remember the story a few weeks ago where he uh, went to a jiu-jitsu competition? He won. He was in disguise. He wore a mask. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he won. And then also, apparently, he's done something called the Murph. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's a uh, it's a workout challenge, a CrossFit workout challenge that's in honor of a, a Navy SEAL who died in Afghanistan in 2005. And so people will raise money and say, I'm going to do the Murph uh, on Memorial Day. Uh, and then they'll raise money for charitable organizations benefiting uh, veterans and the families of fallen soldiers. Mm-hmm. So a nice thing. Apparently, Zuckerberg did it. Now, let me tell you what the Murph is. You run a mile. Then you do 100 pull-ups. 200 push-ups, 300 bodyweight squats, and then run another mile while wearing a 20-pound vest. Mark Zuckerberg did that in 40 minutes. That's pretty good time, Scott. That's not bad, no. (laughs) That's Um, that's not bad at all. (laughs) It would would take me 40 years to get that done. I mean, Musk has got to find the battery compartment and pull the battery out. Right, well, yeah, that's all you have to do. For him to win, yeah. (laughs) He brings in a paperclip and finds the reset button. Yeah, somebody somebody suggested maybe Bezos jumps in there too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun, more fun. It's like celebrity death match here. Three yes. go in, one comes out comes and out. rules the world. Right. <laughs> oh god. And you got to put a ladder in there and a chair and. Oh, of course, know, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, it is that time. We do this every day. It's a little bit we like to call "What's Your Story." It's maybe not the biggest story of the day, but it's something that caught your attention. Uh, We'll start with you, Scott. What's your story today? Well, the mainstream media right now is frothing at the mouth. They really want a Biden-Trump rematch. Uh, They they assume now that Donald Trump is absolutely so toxic that Joe Biden can beat him, right? Mm -hmm. So Reuters now is taking their shot at governor and Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis with a story about something that was installed in the governor's mansion as a donation that appears structured to avoid ethical disclosure requirements. Florida law requires public officials to disclose all gifts received with a value of over $100, but evil Ron DeSantis received a golf simulator worth tens of thousands of dollars in a donation that appears structured to avoid ethical disclosure. A golf simulator. Yeah, and and it apparently is a gift to the state. It is a gift to the state to and, will remain, and will remain there <laughs> after the governor's gone. But here comes Reuters. Yes. They didn't disclose that gift of that golf simulator. Boy, this would be a scandal if the circumstances were drastically different. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what media does all the time. They've done it to Trump. They did it to Mitt Romney. They, did it to, they do it to all Republicans. Now, here's the deal. If you, wa- if you, really, want, if you really want to make a couple of bucks tonight... You grab, have a buddy, sit down with a buddy, having a beer, whatever, you're at the bar, CNN is on. Bet him that this will be one of the leads tonight on CNN oh, and yeah. win the money. Yeah. Run yeah. DeSantis caught up in an ethical squandry. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's a <laughs> terrible guy. The quandary continues with Run DeSantis. Well, of yeah. course. Run DeSantis apparently has a golf simulator <laughs> that he's not taking with him when he leaves the governor's mansion. But that's a scandal because we're dumb. Interestingly yeah. enough, Putin has one as well. Oh, my Coincidence? Gosh. We think not. There is a P-tape of Ron DeSantis, <laughs> too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. All right. Simulator. Okay. What's your story uh, going around the bend uh, talking about what the story that may have caught your attention may not be the biggest story of the day. Uh, this one caught my eye. A band of squatters took over a small island off of Florida's eastern coast and built their own community, complete with a multi-level treehouse, a welcome center, and a trampoline. 
Now, the <laughs> Volusia County Sheriff's Office, they, they posted a video of deputies and other law enforcement uh, officials posting no trespassing signs on the island. Uh, it, it sits just off of a bridge near Port Orange. Uh, authorities, though, in the tape are remarking how the wooden structures on the island are significantly better made than those on other nearby islands that have also been taken over by squatters. It's pretty impressive, honestly, said one deputy in the sheriff's office video. The number of structures have grown exponentially over the past few years. And the video of the uh, shack uh, showed a sign that said it could be rented for 10 bucks a night. Uh, certain structures had been painted or decorated with what and what appeared to be a platform bed that was suspended by ropes. Looked pretty nice, actually. So there was also a four-story treehouse that was assembled out of leftover timber on the island. Holy cow. Now, it's, it's state-owned, so deputies have kicked them off. But nobody was there to be arrested. They've just put up no trespassing signs now. And I, I suppose if anybody gets caught, they're going to be prosecuted. But it's just crazy, man. They got, like, Swiss Family Robinson going on on this little <laughs> island. You know, They got a four-story treehouse, man. Did they take the what-to-do on the island brochures? <laughs> Golly. There's a welcome center there. Even I, that's exactly what they they ought to. They you know what they ought to do if it's owned by the state. They you know, make sure that everything's up to building codes, whatever they are in Florida, uh, and uh, then just open it up. Call it Squatters Paradise. Yeah, and then it's it's a state attraction. You can go in there and and spend ten bucks a night to go stay where a yeah. bunch of hobos be and, like a B and B. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, nice, you know, nice views. Mm-hmm. What is it like, coconuts and things yeah. that you, they eat there? I, I like <laughs> Gilligan's Island. I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. You could pretend to be stranded on a desert island. Out <laughs> spear fishing. Yeah, <laughs> talking to soccer balls and volleyballs and whatnot. Right. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, yes. Uh, we got to get to this story. Um, you won't believe what bookies are taking bets on. Oh, I know what this is. I couldn't believe it either. This is an incredible story. We'll get to it next. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Mark Lee is on special assignment today. Thank you, as always, for being here. This is incredible, man. So so we talked a little bit about this hearing in the uh, Senate yesterday where Democrats wanted to protect uh, Pride Month and blah, blah, blah. And one of the people that Republicans brought in was a was a young lady named uh, Riley Gaines, uh, who was an NCAA star, swimming star, who has spoken out a lot about uh, men competing against women because these men say that they're women. And you know, I was thinking about this the other day. You, you bring up Riley Gaines. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we throw around the word courage a lot. Yeah. Certainly when it's not warranted. You talk about an act of courage. Riley Gaines. Yeah. Holy cow, man. Yeah, I mean. We're, the we're, beating she takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nancy Armour with uh, USA Today, sports columnist, weighed in on this whole thing, saying there is a growing cottage industry of women using transgender athletes to become right-wing media celebrities. Unbelievable. So knowing that there is a difference between men and women is right-wing now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. No, I'm... <laughs> I mean, what, what can you say about yeah, that? Par- I, I, you're not allowed to disagree at all. No. You're not even allowed. Don't even bring it up. Mm. 
So anyway, yeah. But, but Riley Gaines took him to task, which yeah. was perfect. Well, and she uh, uh, responded by the way, saying, "Right wing, I'd love to be inter- interviewed by. <laughs> I'd love to be interviewed by you, Nancy, anytime. You know where to find me. As does CNN, MSNBC, and other, every other left-leaning outlet that has failed to reach out and consider the perspective of those who are actually impacted by this. Yeah, they don't want to have the conversation because it, to them, it's a religion. It's a. It's a it is an absolute, not even a religion. I, I think I'd go even further. It's it's just a pure superstition. They 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 just believe the conspiracy theory that men can magically become women and be exactly the same as women. Yes. And even when there is obvious evidence that that is not the case, they refuse to admit it, and they don't want to talk to anybody who may detract from what they believe from their superstitious beliefs. And that's really what it comes down to. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, far-left Representative Adam Schiff was formerly formally censured by the House of Representatives for pushing that whole Russia collusion hoax. And I'll say it again, I don't don't really care much about the censure thing because what does it amount to? Not really anything. But it's a political act. It's basically saying, shame on you, Adam Schiff. But the funniest part about it was how Democrats came out of the woodwork and had bad dinner theater on the House of the Board oh, of Representatives. Yeah. And it was embarrassing, even for some of these clowns. Here's Representative Eric Swalwell oh, uh, with a warning to Republicans. If you uh, say it's bad to lie to the American people about a president being a Russian spy. Are you as decent as Donald Trump? Will you be remembered as footnotes and foot soldiers in history's books that chronicle Donald Trump's corruption? Or will you be as decent as Adam Schiff? As decent as Adam Schiff. Swalwell. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on from that. Uh, This is a fascinating story. Uh, apparently now the Special Olympics has entered the world of sports betting. God, I thought this was a joke. For the first time in its its 55-year history, viewers will be able to place bets on international sporting events. I don't have the words. I don't even know where to start with this. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's one of those things you hear this like, oh, my gosh, you can bet on the Special Olympics now. And it's it's one of those things that feels wrong. But I'm trying to work through exactly why that would be the case. I mean, the people who take part in the Special Olympics are athletes. They're real athletes. Of course they are. That are competing against one another. And, well, people like to bet on things. What's the problem? God, are we running out of things to bet on? we got to keep looking. I mean, this could be a lucrative thing. Maybe actually get more viewership than the WNBA. Well, I suppose. At first, I was... Maybe you're right, because I took a step back and I'd go, well, everything else you can bet on, I guess, why not, right? Nobody's breaking any laws here, but it just seems so, I don't know, like I want to hose myself off for thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. So 
Uh, the Coast Guard is saying that they have found a, a debris field at the bottom of the ocean near uh, where the Titanic is, and they believe that that, or at least the assumption is that those are what's left, or that's what's left of the sub that went down on that little uh, sightseeing expedition that went missing on Sunday. Um, and I, I, again, I remember a few uh, days ago reading that uh, there were experts who believed that it probably uh, had some sort of catastrophic failure on the way down. And so they were. this was more of a recovery mission than it was a rescue mission anyway, although you always hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, as we've talked about, you know, it's morbid to say, but out of all of the bad options, uh, something happening on Sunday seems to be the least bad. And I just think of that, yeah. like, which way would I rather go? You know, yeah. sub blows up and I am killed instantly or I slowly suffocate in a 22-foot-long yeah. metal tube. I'd, well, It's the first one, honestly. I guess the word is what the pressure of the ocean yeah. um, <clears throat> dislodged it and yeah. basically it exploded. It. Yeah. 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 So, so anyway. Yeah. So, and, and again, if that's, if that's what happens, death is pretty much instantaneous. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I thought this was interesting. <laughs> I don't even want to give too much of a preamble to this. But we know that media tends to be rather ghoulish in these types of situations, right? Mm-hmm. In any sort of life and death thing, they want to try to ramp up the drama as much as possible. News Nation, a fairly new uh, cable news network, had this on their screen. I just want to play uh, when, they, uh, when they decided to start rolling with this. It's Ashley Banfield on News Nation talking about how they are covering the missing sub. For the next six hours and 52 minutes, there's a countdown clock on your screen right now. And that is the estimate of how much oxygen is left for these five people. People. They put a countdown clock on the screen? Holy smokes, man. Well, and it it looks like they they weren't running out of air at all because they they had already perished. But, like, that... (laughs) Dang, man, you're really going to put... A countdown clock. Whose idea was that? That's brutal. I don't. I don't know, man. It's the the same geniuses who decided to have a death count during COVID on oh, the screen yeah. every single day. Yes, uh, it's something for the dazzling coverage and the oh, da- you know, we got to have this uh, remarkable coverage of everything. It's just. Well, did they keep it up till zero? Evidently so. Yeah. And they then had what? It. They, then what? And then I guess they're out of oxygen. Okay. Gosh dang. That is that Man, is that really is, weird. That's that is yeah. That's leaves a bad taste in my mouth, yeah. Yeah. The death clock rolling. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, when uh I don't know if you saw this from Snopes, this is a big fact checking website. They actually tried to tie this this disaster to Elon Musk. Because he's the rocket guy? Because of uh Starlink. This is the yeah. satellite internet provider oh. that they have. That he okay. that is a subsidiary, I guess, of uh, of uh, whatever his racket company is called. I'm blanking on the name now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, SpaceX. Uh, but uh, what Snopes put up was when news broke of the failed communications between the sub and the mothership, a number of news reports and posts claimed that the missing submersible was relying on Elon Musk's Starlink satellites for its communications. This claim is true. 
Except it's not, because it's literally impossible for Starlink to be used by the sub to communicate. I was going to say, yeah. Line of sight stuff doesn't work that way. Yeah, right. Once you get under yeah. the water, you're, you're cut off from communication with a satellite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basic physics would tell you that. So it, the company does use Starlink, but it had nothing to do with the failure of the sub, because it wasn't even a, a pretty clear. It wasn't just a communications failure that happened with this particular uh, situation. Now Snopes, uh, after all the backlash, is rating it as false. But anything to try to ding <laughs> Elon Musk, because Golly. I don't understand. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not an Elon Musk fanboy. I, I kind of look at him with befuddled amusement more than anything. I think he's funny. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, hey, he can do some good things, some bad things. I just think he's fascinating. He's a fascinating figure, but... You know, I don't. I'm not emotionally attached to the figure of Elon Musk. I don't understand why so many lefties hate that guy. Well, because he 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 challenges them. Yeah, but I mean, he challenges their narrative. He, I mean, he came out the other day and said, "I'm done with this cis stuff." Yeah. If you use cis to, as a descriptor, I'm going to throw you off the off the uh, off Twitter. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm going to suspend your account. Yeah. Stop it. Well, People are offended by it. Nobody wants to be called cis. No. We're not doing this. Yeah, the cisgender Murr! thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, complica- a complicated way of saying that you're a normal person, that you were right. you know, born a man or a woman, and you realize that you're a man or a woman, and you live your life that way. I can clearly remember the first time I heard it. I think I asked one of you guys, what is this cis? Yeah. Am I cisgender? What is this? What it, it, what it comes from is this uh, weirdo German sexologist in the 90s who wanted to come up with an alternative to transgender. So cis is uh, it's Latin for like on the side of or something like that. Uh-huh. So basically it's an extra descriptor for what everybody else calls normal. And it got picked up really in earnest probably in 2014, 2015, uh, of being more popularly used to the point where now it's like common to say, oh, yeah, you're cisgender. No, I'm, I'm just a guy. A man. <laughs> or, yeah, well, Musk was like, we're not doing this. Yeah, we're not if doing you, that anymore. If you do it, I'm booting you. Yeah. That, now that you bring that up, that reminds me of this. Uh, this clip has been making the round. It's from uh, Norm MacDonald, uh, old comedian, of course, passed away a couple years oh, wow. ago. Um, and uh, years ago, he had a great way of describing the term cisgender or cis male or whatever. It was on his talk show when he was interviewing the British actor and comedian Stephen Merchant. You may have seen him in different yeah. uh, movies. He was one of the uh, guys behind the original Office uh, in the UK. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I, I think he puts it perfectly at the end of this clip. You know that, that you are a cis male? Have you ever heard of that term? A cis male? Cis male. C-Y-S-M-A-L-A. So what it means is that you are a man. You're born a man. Well, as far as you know. As far as I know. And you identify yourself as a man. Yes. That's a cis male. No, I don't understand. Where is that? Is this a new phrase? Yes, it's a way of marginalizing a normal person. <laughs> 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 That's a perfect description for it. Yeah, way to marginalizing a normal person. I mean, no, yes. I, and, and to me, I disagree that it's a slur. I don't really see it as a slur. I see it as uh, uh, basically if you call anybody cisgender, I know to, to stay away from you because you're yeah. a moron. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd rather people be able to use it so I know who to avoid or who to take seriously and who no, not to true. take seriously. Yeah. I don't see it as a slur. I see it as incredibly stupid. But yeah, I, I mean, there, and they did a poll, and the majority of the people felt like it was a slur. 
Now, yeah. I don't know if the majority of the people even knew what it meant or what yeah. it is, but they said, no, I don't want to be called cisgender, no. No, I'm, I'm just a man it's or, ridiculous. or a woman. A man or, or I mean, woman, yes, that's, that's it. That's really all it comes. You know, I, I think that, that that's the, the frustrating thing about this entire conversation is it's asking 99.99% of the population to conform to 0.001% or 0.01% of the population. Oh, no question about that. I mean, that, it's like, no, 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 hold on a second. If you're a trans man, that's fine. We can call you a trans man because that's what you are. Yeah. Um, that's okay. That, that's, a, that's an appropriate label. But not everybody needs to change how they identify because you've got a mental illness. That's not how this works. You know, just because uh, somebody else is an alcoholic doesn't mean that everybody else has to be dry. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. That's never how society has worked. No. So you're the one that's different. And if you want to have a different descriptor for yourself, that's fine. Uh, don't I don't think any less of you necessarily. I don't you know, think that I think you have a right to exist. But at the same time, don't ask everybody else to conform to your mental illness. I got to tell you something. When I first heard cis, I thought it was like short for sissy. Like they were kind of girly guys. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't know. It's like, hey, man, what? <laughs> what? What'd you call me? Yeah, hazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up, uh, I do want to get. Uh, we don't have time right now. I want to get to London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, saying like, "Hey, we're trying to fix climate change, not worrying about crime." Mm -hmm. uh, remarkable stuff. I saw this story though. Kevin Costner. And his wife, Christine, are getting divorced. That was a big pop culture story that happened. Apparently, Christine wants $248,000 per month in child support for their three children. Holy smokes. 13, 14, and 16. But in the court wow. documents, Christine says that's actually less than she needs to maintain the children in their accustomed lifestyle. $248,000 a month is yeah, less? That's less. Okay. But she also wants Kevin to pay 100% of their private school tuition, extracurricular activities, sports, and health care expenses. Holy cow. Um, no mention of spousal support. Um, She'll get that, too, if she wants it. Yeah. Me. Golly, he already paid her a million dollars, as stipulated in their prenup. Now, he, he agrees to also pay $38,000 a month in child support in addition to 100% of certain child-related costs. So he's paying thirty eight grand, and she wants two hundred forty eight thousand. I guess she's going to get the two hundred forty eight thousand. Holy cow, man! God, and he's going to quit Yellowstone. He better stay on. <laughs> right, he better find something he's else. Pay that bill somehow, man. He's going to be driving Uber Eats. Hey, wait a minute, Smokes. dropping yeah. off my Freebirds burrito or whatever. Hey, is that Kevin Costner? <laughs> yeah, man, times are tough. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> All right, we'll get to what the uh, mayor of San Francisco had to say about uh, prioritizing climate change over crime. Uh, also, more of, uh, I think, probably the funniest audio of yesterday uh, where Democrats were defending Adam Schiff. We'll get to that and much more. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Thank you so much for being here uh, with us today. This is unreal. So the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, he's campaigning for president, obviously. He went to San Francisco, and he filmed an ad talking about how far-left policies have destroyed once great cities. And, and you know, between uh, San Francisco and Portland and portions of L.A., I mean, the West Chicago. Coast up and down— Mm -hmm. And the Pacific Northwest up and down. Yeah, well, it, it like ground zero for these for, yeah. for these types of conversations. This yeah, is what that, progressive yeah. ideology does. Exactly. 
uh, it destroys cities. And he also talked about the blueprint he's using to improve these types of situations. Well, the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, was asked about uh, this on Fox 2 San Francisco and says, well, not really much of a problem. Uh, but, but, but anyway, here's, here's what London Breed had to say. Well, he's using the oldest playbook in politics to get attention, talking bad about what's wrong and not necessarily talking about solutions to fix it. In fact, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been actively engaged in working with us and the federal government to help deal with these challenges. Uh, President Joe Biden was just here in San Francisco yesterday talking about climate change and artificial intelligence. And so what, what, what? does that have to do with the fact just, that there are people <laughs> pooping all over the place? Yeah. Is that due to climate change? Is that? This <laughs> <laughs> earth's become so hot that going to a bathroom is stuffy. And well, it's, it's the yeah. end of the world. Who cares? Just crap on the sidewalk, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, that, that AI and climate change and whatnot, you can have those conversations if you want, but that's not exactly a solutions-driven process when you're dealing with rampant crime and drug abuse and homelessness in a city. I mean, when you've got malls closing down, hotels closing down, Walgreens, for crying out loud, closing down, you got a serious problem. And, and the thing is, DeSantis is actually providing, here's the solution to it. You, you pay cops to go and bust criminals. Yeah. That's part of it. It's whole touchy-feely restorative justice and uh, harm reduction, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work. All it does is encourage people to stay on the streets and stay on drugs. I can't imagine, and, and I think about this all the time, but I can't imagine, and, and this goes into all these uber-woke causes, if there was a history or if there was something you could go back in and look at the spreadsheet and say, well, see, it works. This crime is way down. Look at this. I mean, our approach is really working. It's not anywhere. No. It's not anywhere. We're not selling more Bud Light. We're not going to Target <laughs> more often. We're not doing any of this stuff anymore. Right. Again, if you could point to a success story based on that ideology – I'll listen. But until then, shut up. Yeah, there really isn't. There's a little, shut bit, up. a little bit more from the mayor of San Francisco. They're talking about solutions and how we move our country forward. But unfortunately, in politics, the old playbook of focusing on the negative and targeting places like San Francisco um, have been, unfortunately, the norm. So it, we need to turn that around. Is what he's saying untrue, though? Well, I don't know, because I don't know what his experience was. You know, people are taking what they're seeing in videos and seeing in terms of a snapshot and elevating them. You got you got to love it when the news anchor even in San Francisco is going, yeah, but doesn't doesn't DeSantis kind of have a point? Right. Right. Because I don't know if you realize this, but there was a CNN crew in town a couple months ago doing a story about car break ins. And their gear got stolen out of the back stolen. of a car. Yeah, while they were doing the story. While they were doing the story. Yeah. This I mean, is, yeah. And that's, you only highlight the bad stuff. You never talk about the good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff? Like what? Jeez. I mean, that, that's the thing. There well, are, then get rid of the bad stuff. Right. Well, Quit exactly. having people pooping on the streets. Yeah, it's identifying a problem and actually wanting to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, we what, can start there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody wants to do anything. Uh, no. No, they don't. They they just they just want to cry racism <sighs> or sexism or whatever ism they can throw out there today. Yeah. And uh, and 
go from there because they, they don't want to ever admit that they have utterly failed. We don't want some guy coming in here with a bunch of solutions. No. We don't want it. Maybe we like the smell of feces on the sidewalk in the morning. Yes. Some people prefer the smell of sourdough bread. Yeah, we got feces. We got feces, okay? And you'll like it. You're going to put those on sandwiches soon. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like a number two, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Scientists right. are uh, teaching AI to do stuff around the house to do, you know, the, the the same way that we learn everything, apparently, by having AI technology watch YouTube. They show it how-to videos of 12 different tasks, like opening drawers and then linked it to robots that replicated them. The goal is for everyone to have a robot made that wow. can handle things. I thought that was kind of interesting because all of the DIY projects that I've ever done in either house I've owned, uh, it started with a YouTube how-to video and then a lot of trips to Home Depot. uh, This is the Mark (laughs) Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Uh, Biggest story of the day, I I suppose leading the news, is the uh, developing situation in the Atlantic Ocean where the Coast Guard says that they have found a debris field. That may be the sub that went missing on Sunday as it was going to survey the uh, Titanic. Um, So we'll bring you as many updates as we can get. Uh, There is somebody who knows, uh, or I guess has worked with, OceanGate, the company, saying that does look like our gear uh, from the photos that this person has seen. So it it does look like that is the... That's the case, that it imploded or, you know, something happened and it sank. Um, We'll bring you all the updates that we can on that. Also, you'll never guess who's at DHS now. This is incredible. We'll get to it next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Um, So (laughs) I, I, I thought this was a joke when I first saw this. But the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the guy who heads up that operation, Alejandro Mayorkas, announced that there will be a uh, new membership class to the Homeland Security Academic Partnership Council, which he reconstituted last year. The council will provide strategic and actionable recommendations to the secretary on campus safety and security, improved coordination, research priorities, hiring, and more. And somebody who is going to be on this panel is Randy Weingarten. (laughs) Randy Weingarten is the head of the American Federation of Teachers, AFT, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, who is one of the chief proponents and one of the chief proponents of school lockdowns. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, (laughs) And still says, I worked tirelessly to reopen schools when the record shows just the opposite. We all know this. She didn't. And so the Department of Homeland Security has now decided to give her a say as to how schools are run from a security standpoint and a research standpoint, which is terrifying. If you can swing it, get your kids out of public school. Uh, and you know what? It's time to start lighting up the phone lines of, uh, of different representatives at the state level to try to get school choice legislation passed. The only way that we get monsters like her out of your kid's education is by completely forcing public schools to compete with better institutions or, hell, just different institutions. How's she going to screw this new job up? Oh, well, see, here's the thing, though. 
Mm-hmm. What, let's go through uh, what what exactly they will be doing uh, and, provi- and providing advice and recommendations. They want to look at sec- safety and security, including prevention, response, mitigation, recovery, and other emergency management and preparedness measures. Well, we know Randy Weingarten's position, which is as soon as it all hits the fan, just close the schools da- uh, schools down. Right. Screw the kids. Mm-hmm. We got adults to worry about. Uh, improving coordination and sharing of actionable threat and security related information, including threats of violence as well as targeted violence and terrorism prevention. Now, why that should worry you is because mm-hmm. Randy Weingarten and several other people on this list, including now, I mean, the head of Homeland Security, have been talking about parents who raise a stink at school board meetings being terrorists. Right. The left wing organization, the Southern Poverty Law Center has targeted parents' rights organizations as white supremacists. A lot of these people work hand-in-glove with the people in charge at the top of our federal government. So this is uh, a a, a new declaration of war against your right to raise your kid the way you think they should be raised. And to have one of these people who was, again, among the loudest defenders— of keeping schools closed over COVID, even when the science went against that, even when it was proven that school-related transmission of COVID was lower than the general community surrounding the school. She doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on the idea of keeping your kids out of school and that anyone who thought different from her was wanting to kill children. Yep. And the Biden administration says, hey, you know what? We're going to put her on a task force in the Department of Homeland Security. That's what that see. That's the thing. I mean, incompetence rises to a certain level and then it just continues to rise. I mean, again, what's the track record? What would incite or invite someone to ever suggest that she be raised up again, elevated again to another position? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. I really I can't, cannot wrap my head around it. Are they going to do you know glass ceiling again with her? First lesbian oh, to yeah. hold the position? Uh, maybe, I'm, just, I'm just curious. I don't know. I, I, dude, it's, it's disgraceful. Wow. Especially when you look at the people who are going to be on this, and they're making this announcement the same day that the so-called Nation's Report card comes out that shows that a couple decades' worth of progress in reading and math has been wiped out in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And you're going to elevate these people to provide expert opinions? on how to improve education in America? Are you kidding? You should laugh them out of the room. We should never listen to these people again. Oh, I agree. Every decision that they have made has been wrong. Wrong, yeah. Every single one. And for all these people who talk about, well, Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, you take a look at the demographics in terms of where reading and math proficiency have fallen the most. It is young black kids that have been left behind a lot of times because they're in these districts that are uh, either affiliated with or, or affiliated with groups that are friendly and on the same terms as the AFT. And they kicked these kids out of school knowing damn well that they didn't have a support structure at home that was going to make remote learning even a possibility. I mean, it's just disgusting what these people have done. And I, I, it's it's unconscionable. 
that the Biden administration would even consider bringing them even further into the fold when it comes to shaping our nation's schools. Say the only upside of this would be that she is no longer the president of the teachers union, but that didn't happen either. So uh, no, no, she's still involved in that. She'll work a couple of gigs then at the but, same time. You know what they say: money talks, right? Gosh. I mean, the, these people raise a lot of money for the Democrat Party. Oh, so yeah. whatever, screw the kids again. We don't care. It's it's so disheartening. Uh, meanwhile, Democrats in the Senate had a hearing on protecting Pride Month because I didn't realize it was Pride Month. Did you? I, what? I missed it. Yeah. When did really something I just found out? Yeah, that it, hmm. it was Pride Month. Huh. Thanks for Here. thanks for giving me the heads up. I was dude. wondering why so many people were walking around with rainbows. Hmm. Yeah. Strange. Okay. I thought it was like uh, I don't know some celebration of the Noah's Ark story from the Bible. I don't know. It was strange. Anyway, yeah. uh, the hearing didn't go very well for for the for the Democrats because Republicans brought in uh, the young lady named Riley Gaines, former NCAA swimmer who's been outspoken about having biological men compete in athletics against women. So Democrat Dick Durbin of Illinois, uh, in his opening remarks, said something like, we're talking about uh, what message are we sending to trans kids when we tell them that they can't compete in the the sport of their choosing and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I thought Riley Gaines had something really uh, important and powerful to say right back. Uh, to oh, Dick Durbin. Yeah. And, and here, here's what she said. It was so easy for them to dismiss our rights to privacy. Um, Senator Durbin, in, in your opening statement, you had mentioned this rhetoric. It's, um, you had mentioned that what message does it send to trans individuals? And my combat to that is what message does this send to women, to young girls who are denied of these opportunities? So easily their rights to privacy and safety thrown out of the window to protect a small population, protect one group as long as they're happy. What about us? What about us? Yeah, what about us? That, Dick. That, yeah, the, the number of actual women in this country greatly exceeds the number of men who think they're women. And you have to respect the rights of actual women as well. And, and 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 the way that she described it, when she walks into the at the championship meet, um, she walked in the locker room and there's this Leah Thomas dude standing there naked, got the full wedding tackle and everything intact. Mm-hmm. Just see a naked dude sitting there in the locker room, like that's a shock. You you didn't give them a choice. You didn't, and and then they have to go and change in a janitor's closet because they're wrong, apparently for feeling uncomfortable. It, where are we? What is this? Well, yes, and she is very articulate and very smart. Yeah. And that old dope Dick Durbin, who just parrots talking points he's given to, mm-hmm. he no he no more than believes the crap he churns out of his mouth than, than a man in the moon. Yeah. He doesn't believe that. Yeah. He's told to say it, and he says it. Keeps the company line. I mean, Riley Gaines was straight up factual and like, hey, And again, I always say this, if you have a daughter, if you have a granddaughter, a niece, any young woman in your life, any young woman you care about in your life, I got to ask you a question. Would you be okay with her walking into a locker room and having a six foot three inch guy standing there naked? Would that be okay with you? As long as he says he's a female? I mean, if it really happened to you? It's not going to happen to Dick Durbin. You know, none of this, none of these things they advocate for are ever going to happen to them. But how do you feel about that? 
I mean, is that okay with you? And if that's okay with you, then I guess it's a bigger problem. But right now, I'd say to myself, most right-thinking people, most rational people in this country would say, of course this isn't acceptable. And it isn't. No. What are we arguing about? I, I just, again, I don't get it. You know, you know, the point's been made that this is bigger than just worrying about a small percentage of mentally ill people uh, and fighting for some rights or whatever that apparently don't exist. Yeah. Um, and it is about getting people en masse to believe something that they know is not true. Yeah. Getting them to do that. Because if you can look at a guy and say, oh, he's a woman then they can get you to do anything. They can get you to believe anything. If you can, if you can look at Will Thomas and say, yeah, that's a girl, <laughs> then what, where, what, what exactly would be the line for you that you wouldn't right. cross what is anymore? Right. Yeah. Where is it? There, it doesn't exist anymore because now you've believed something you know is not true. And that's why when you get academics out there or activists out there who talk about, well, there's definitely uh, biological sex and gender, man, 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 they... They try to confuse you as much as possible with terms and definitions and things that they made up five minutes ago, and they try to make it seem like you're the dumb one for not understanding that, that Will Thomas is a woman. But don't, don't let them do that to you. No. Because you know that they're wrong. They show you that they're wrong with the fact that they lash out every time they're proven to be wrong. Well, another thing I find amazing with all of this is there's not one adult that stood up and said, no, we can't do this. There's not one person that protected those girls. Not one. Not one who, who stood was in up a position to it. do anything about it. No. Yeah. You yeah. Can, I mean, allow it to happen. <clears throat> I would like to talk to them. Yeah. So why did you do that? Everybody what, what falls the motivation behind that? I don't get it. Again, if they okay. can get you to believe a lie that you know well, is a lie, they can get you to do anything. You have a female athlete. Uh, they're very well-spoken female athlete by their very smart person who is arguing in the, in the other direction, and she's making inroads, and that's why they hate her. Yeah. You know, so anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gosh dang. I, can't, I still can't believe we're arguing about this stuff. I can't. No, it's, yeah. Uh, we'll try to lighten it up here in a few minutes. Uh, we'll have an update. This is not light, obviously, an update on the uh, sub that apparently has been found. The wreckage of it has been found. Uh, but there is something kind of fun coming up. The five best summer jobs for teens. Oh, wow. <laughs> wonder if you've ever held these positions. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is out today. Thank you so much for being here. Well, the Coast Guard says that they have found a debris field on the bottom of the ocean uh, floor uh, near the Titanic, and the presumption here is that it is the sub that went missing on Sunday on its way to go on a sightseeing tour of the Titanic. So in some ways, again, it's, it's the least bad of all the bad outcomes that could have happened here. You know, obviously everybody was hoping that they'd be able to find them alive, but knowing that likely they they had perished, um, you know, it's the least bad uh, scenario to have them perish instantly by being crushed by the pressure than it is to slowly suffocate over the course of several days in this metal tube. It sounds morbid to say that, but, I mean, if you're faced with with the choice, which one would you pick? 
Yeah, the, well, it's more humane, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll take the being crushed and dying instantly. You know, I realize this is not on our sheet right now, but the Indian prime minister is now giving a, a speech at the White House. Yeah. Did you see Joe put his hand over his heart for the Indian national anthem? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, if you haven't seen the video. <laughs> yeah. So he's sitting there with the prime minister or standing there with the prime minister of India. Yeah. And the band strikes up and starts to play. And Joe, like the idiot he is, puts his hand over his heart while they're playing yeah. the Indian national anthem. National anthem. And yeah. it stays there for about 20 seconds or so. Uh-huh. And he slowly moves his hand back down. Now, listen, I think that Joe Biden is a uh, senile bad guy. He was a bad guy before he's senile. He's worse now that he's senile. However, that was maybe one of the most human moments I've ever seen from him because I I had a flashback to when I was 14, the first time I ever went to a Catholic mass. And I didn't know, am I supposed to stand up? Am I supposed to kneel? What am I supposed to do? And one of the times I thought I had the rhythm of it, I stand up. And no one else stood up in the entire uh-huh. congregation. Yep. And I slowly kind of sat back down, like, oh, just, just saying hi. My name's right. David. Hi. Right. Not, not a Catholic. Sorry, guys. Um, right. Just here with a friend. You know, it I. Just, <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny because, again, he. I don't know why he did it to begin with. I guess he thought the national anthem was going to be played. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thinking behind it, but clearly it wasn't. Yeah. But he's standing there with his hand over his heart. You're right. And he's looking around the room like, anybody going to see this? <laughs> no, all of a sudden he starts to frown like, that doesn't sound like the national anthem. anthem. Yeah. <laughs> he slowly yeah. puts his hand back down. Um, oh, boy. Like, like putting it down quickly would be disrespectful. Yeah, yeah he, so, he slowly did it. <laughs> Out of respect to having his hand over his heart for the wrong anthem. Right. Got it. Gee <laughs> <laughs> whiz. Oh, man. He gets confused easily. Yeah, I know. You know what I they know. need to do with him when he's in a situation like that? They need to do like what they do in college football where they hold up the big like poster boards with different emblems on them that indicates yeah. what play is coming up next. Oh, yeah, yeah. They need to do that with Joe Biden, like giant yeah. cue cards that say, <laughs> okay, don't put your hand on your heart for the other country's <laughs> national anthem. Okay, Joe? Don't turn around and try to shake hands with a ghost, Joe. <laughs> All right, don't do it. It's just so. It's just. It's become one of those things where you just expect yeah, it now, right. you know. But just remember, Scott, it's a stutter. Okay, I got it. It's yeah, a stutter. Right. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. I like this story. A little lighter note here. Um, someone went through every list they could find where experts weighed in on the best summer jobs for teens. Oh, Top wow. five. The number one was camp counselor. Never done it, but okay. I've been a camp counselor. You know, you make yeah. new friends, you do all the activities, you learn leadership skills. I, I, it's good. It's good mm-hmm. if you get the right situation. Uh, babysitter, a lot of people have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just around the neighborhood, of course. Uh, a tutor. You know, you can go and yeah. teach kids. Uh, yeah, and, and hopefully, you know, learning leadership skills, how to take care of somebody else as well. Dog walker. Yeah. And mowing lawns. Boy, yeah, I mowing a lawns. A lot of mowing lawns when I was No, kid. bale and hay or walking beans on there, detasseling no. corn, huh? No, no. Nobody no. from the Midwest was in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, this is right. the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The 
Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Thank you, as always, for being here. Well, the uh, the sad news that uh, we are getting right now about that sub that went missing on its way to go see the Titanic uh, is it looks like they have found a debris field, and yeah. they think that it's probably the the sub that went missing, indicating that it got crushed on the way down. There was a problem with the pressure equalization or whatever the technical term is for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll find out more. There's supposed to be a news conference in about an hour uh, that the Coast Guard is going to be giving uh, with regards to this situation. But um, as far as I can tell, it, it sounds like this is the thing. This is the sub. And, uh, of course, no survivors from that. Mm-hmm. But we'll wait to see what the uh, Coast Guard had to say on this. By the way... As this is a grim situation, obviously, uh, you know, we talked about News Nation, this relatively new cable news network that had a countdown clock for <laughs> yeah, until the how oxygen much, ran out. Yeah, yeah, until the oxygen ran out. Jeez. <clears throat> yeah, that's rough, man. Uh, so I but but in a situation like this and just kind of pulling back the curtain on on uh, the process of reporting news especially when you have 24 hours to fill. Sometimes really bad ideas come up, and and sometimes people think there are good ideas and they turn out to not work out all that well, but you're trying to basically keep the ball in the air. With this situation, it's like, okay, the the sub is missing. They're probably gone. It's just a matter of finding whatever is left of the vessel that they went underwater with or in. CNN apparently ran out of things to talk about with this, and so they decided to explore other angles. They interviewed a lady whose husband's uncles died on the Titanic to talk about how the tourism element of this was disrespectful. Whoa. <laughs> it's, wow, you talk about scraping reach. the bottom of the Holy barrel cow. here. I want to hear uh, it, it, the The interviewer is pretty awkward in this because they realize about like halfway through that this was a mistake. But this is almost comical. Hearing this lady talk about how, well, we really shouldn't be using it as a as a tourism site because people died in the Titanic. Okay. Yeah. Being an educator, I'm more on the, the cusp of if you're going to go down there, no, no, just revere the Titanic as a grave. They should be there to revere her in an educational way, to think about who these people were, why they lived, how they died, because just by looking at Titanic, you could see the tragic and the violence. They died by violence. They didn't die, um, you know, they didn't die peacefully. It wasn't like they fell asleep and, and woke up the next day in heaven. I mean, I wrote a poem called Titanic Among the Among the Clouds, Angels Guide Thee Home. And I feel that the Titanic is in both in two places right now. <laughs> I'm an educator. I'm a historian. I'm a poet. Was it, what, what did you think they were going down there to do? You know, they, weren't, they weren't going down there and planning on, I don't know, putting a water slide in it. I, no, I mean, right. The I mean, reason. They, it, listen, it was a bunch of guys with a lot of money who wanted to see the Titanic for themselves, that wanted to go down and actually witness what it was and look at it from their ship or whatever you want to call that thing. That's what they did. Yeah. 
I mean, they weren't learning. I mean, I don't think they would have learned anything. I don't think there was educational value in it, but that's what they were doing. Well, I, I mean, there probably was. I mean, they're not they're not going down there to spray paint their names on. No, it or, no, or nothing like that. Like, I just think know? it's a curiosity thing. Yeah, sure. When you got a lot of money, you can buy yourself a lot of things. Yeah. And you can buy yourself a ticket to go look at the Titanic. I mean, my gosh. Well, I mean, the, even if even even the videos I've seen, I, I find mesmerizing. Yeah, because it's an eerie whole eerie thing. It looks eerie, and it's sitting at the bottom of the ocean. It's just, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, look, I mean, I, would I have paid to go see it? No, I, I don't want to get into a tube and go that far down. No. Not at all. But I understand the fascination with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand why these guys might want to because now it's like the other. There's arguments going around. Some really awful memes today. Wow. Oh yeah. Um. About, you know, these rich guys and screw them and, you know, okay, guys died, you know? I mean, we can argue about the fact that whether it was worth the money or whether they should have spent the money on that or mm. spent it on homeless camps or what You know, you can argue till the cows come home. Yeah. fact of the matter is it's their money. They did it. They did what they wanted to do. Nobody deserved this. No. Nobody. I mean, you know, you know the risk going into it. I, yeah, I don't do. understand the hatred of these guys. I mean, again, is it if I, I had that kind of money, would I spend it to get into this little tube to go down to see the Titanic? No. And you know, gun to my head, I I, I would say that I think that the whole venture is kind of dumb. I don't get the fashion the fascination no. with wanting to go down there. But they can do what they want, and I, I don't understand the saltiness of of this. Uh, like, why there is such pushback on a spirit of adventure. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. I do know, because I know several people like this, who are just fanatics about the Titanic. Yeah. They bought all the books. They've seen the movies, the documentaries. They're just fascinated by it. Yeah. And and I, I would say if they had the kind of dough these guys did, they would have done it. Yeah. Because they would have wanted to get a close look at it. And these guys can also social media, the whole thing. And, yeah. you know, it's that's... Something I, they I don't know. To it's do, it's like... so tragic. Yeah, yeah, it's something they wanted to do. They didn't ask you to pay for it. They paid for it, yeah. you know. So, well, and unfortunately, they're they're all expired at this point. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what it looks like. Yeah, or it certainly looks that way. Yeah. Yes. I mean, look, I, for anybody who's saying, uh, you know, that could have gone towards a charity or that could have gone right, towards yeah. research or whatever, I would just ask you if that's your opinion. Um, it's your right to have it, but how much of your income goes towards any of those ventures? Right. Right. I know. Yeah. I mean. And if the answer is zero, then I would advise you to shut the hell up, honestly. No, these, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you then, yes. It's just one of those things. I mean, I, I, I bristle when I see that because I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. You know, I mean, five guys died, mm-hmm. you know, so anyway. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, of course, we all know that Hunter Biden has reached a plea deal for these tax crimes and essentially is getting probation for violating federal gun laws. Now, this is a rich guy who disgusts me. Yes, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, right. No... I mean, you know. Well, yeah. you don't understand. He was just reaching for the spirit of adventure of getting rich off the American taxpayer, exactly, and yeah. uh, and uh, smoking crack and uh, yeah. taking part in an international sex trafficking ring. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, CNN's Jim Shudo decided he was going to make a really good point, Scott. Okay, oh, no. all right. This is he's going to own the conservatives who are a little upset at this deal that was reached with Hunter Biden. Okay. All listen right. listen to these words oh, of wisdom. I can't wait now. Yes. Now, this will come across as a facetious question. <laughs> but oh, are, are Republicans going to push now for tougher enforcement of tax crimes and, and gun crimes? I mean, that's the essential argument here is that the penalty is not severe enough for things that 
this party has actually undermined, for instance, for instance IRS ability to, to chase down tax crimes and, and tax fraud. I mean, if you're looking for intellectual consistency to go all the way through here, doesn't I, exist. I, I think you're going to have a hard time. That's a stupid person's idea of a good argument. Yeah. I mean, what what conservative is actually out there saying that a multimillionaire who cheats on his taxes should be able to get away with it? Part of the reason why Republicans have pushed back so hard about the whole whatever it was, 80,000 new IRS agents is because part of the new tax rules involves $600 of income if you did some side work that you have to report now legally. And it's because we know the IRS always goes after lower and middle income earners because they don't have a team of lawyers uh, that are going to fight the IRS. So the IRS has to make their quotas. They have to do their thing to uh, try to catch tax cheats. And the low-hanging fruit is always the person who doesn't have unlimited resources to defend themselves. Nobody's sitting here saying, oh, yeah, well, we should make sure that uh, multimillionaires uh, cheat on their taxes. Nobody's arguing for that. No. And nobody's arguing for uh, not not enforcing current gun laws. In fact, most of the arguments, and I've said this before, when you want to talk about getting tough on gun violence, let's start by enforcing the laws we already have on the books before we start talking about banning pistol braces. No, I, I, I 100% agree. And so now liberals who are all about the gun control are saying, well, that gun crime wasn't all that big of a deal. Well, then why is it a law? Well... Yeah, and I think conservatives are all in favor of keeping guns out of the hands of drug addicts. Right. Well, you know, I don't well, think sure. anybody's in favor of that. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, so again, it's it just uh, again that's a stupid person's idea of a good argument, but that's pretty much the mo of CNN in general. I mean, they're, yeah. think about their audience, the what they have left. They probably are not all that bright. So dumb. Yeah, can't see through the years so and years dumb. of being lied to by CNN. Yep. It's just it's night. They're just bad. They're just bad at what they do. I'm just shocked there's that many people willing to fly the Hunter Biden flag. No kidding. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I mean, <laughs> it is. I mean, that, that do that offer up the pushback, you know? Yeah, crazy, remarkable. All right, we got a news update on the way. Also, a million dollar playground has opened in Pennsylvania, and it's based on a board game. Oh, we'll get to the details of that next. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. I wonder how long this can keep going on with the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden corruption stuff that keeps getting sort of the drip, drip, drip confirmed over the course of time. I wonder how long this can go on well, before people actually question. start reporting it. I would have said it would have been uh, out in the open by now. Yeah. Well, uh, it never seems to end, though. It just there is no end date. There's. It just goes on and on and on. So the House has dropped a document now detailing interference on the part of law enforcement into the investigation with the Hunter Biden laptop, which, by the way, remember in 2020, right before the election, uh, Twitter wouldn't share it. NPR got on a soapbox and said, well, it's not verified. <laughs> we're not reporting on this because we're the right. good guys. Um, and, you know, CBS, 60 Minutes, Leslie Stahl is saying, well, it can't be verified. We have no way of verifying the laptop and evidence of potential crimes that were committed that is on the laptop. Well, the FBI had the laptop in 2019. They verified the authenticity of the laptop in November of 2019. 
almost a year before the thing became public. But we were told, no, it's Russian disinformation. You know what was one of the uh, one of the things that has been obtained is a WhatsApp mas- uh, message from Hunter Biden to a business partner named Henry Zhao. This is July 30th, 2017. And Hunter Biden writes to Henry Zhao, I am sitting here with my father and we would like to under we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Joe Biden, who at that time was out of office, uh, is explicitly mentioned as being sort of a mobster enforcer Mm -hmm. for his crackhead son. Yeah, the godfather. And media is like, oh, well, just lunch Mm -hmm. pill Joe, man. Hey, going after Hunter Biden, that's sadism. That's a personal attack on Joe Biden. They're making fun of him because his son is a crackhead. I would like somebody to ask Joe Biden. I would like him to answer to the best of his ability these days. uh, What exactly was Hunter referring to there? When his son was saying, hey, my dad's sitting right here. I need an answer on whatever transaction they were doing tonight, or he's going to make your life a living hell. I'd like to know. I'd like to hear from the president what this means. Mm -hmm. Like, we're supposed to believe that during the Trump administration, (laughs) that laughably Paul Manafort, actually, before he was even uh, elected president, uh, Paul Manafort, the old campaign manager, had a meeting about Russian adoptions in 2016 with a Russian person. And that was a smoking gun that they were coordinating with the Russians to steal the election in 2016. And Democrats seriously think that you're too dumb to realize that that's a bigger deal than what we have in black and white in front of us. Right. With the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden business scams. I mean, what are we doing? (laughs) What What are we waiting for? I... I, I really don't know. I, 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 I'm sitting next to my father. I'm sitting next to my dad. And by the and way, dad knows. Well, yeah, dad knows. Oh. Where's my money? I need it tonight. Tonight. Now, again, is it is it possible that he was just uh, saying that without Joe's knowledge? Maybe. Well, it's possible. Maybe that's possible. But that's and why I'd like, a- I'd like to ask the president what, what exactly his son meant by that. Just a huge, tough guy flex. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, but it's when you read it to me, it really sinks in that we are talking about corruption on a level that exceeds even expectations. Yeah. It's right there. It's, it's there in black and white. I, and I, I, I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know it's, why it's other than political. I mean, we're going to leave, you know, leave Hunter alone. Yeah, leave Hunter alone. That's an yeah. emotional sore spot for Joe Biden. He for just Joe loves Biden. his son who's yeah. had his demons in the past and all of that. And like we were making the point yesterday, man, the attacks on, quote, or the, or the quote, unquote, attacks on Hunter Biden have nothing to do 
with just the fact that he was a crackhead. No. As evidenced by the fact that nobody is dragging Ashley Biden through the mud for also no. being a crackhead. Nobody, nobody is doing that. Okay? Hunter Biden, the issue singularly is that Hunter Biden was trading off of the family name and Joe knew about it and took part in it and benefited from benefited it. from it yeah while he was vice president yes after he left the vice presidency and who knows may still be benefiting from it i have you know again i yeah, don't, know don't know because nobody will ask those actual questions and when they Gosh. do they get called and if anybody does from fox news or newsmax or anyone else they're just called you know right-wing conspiracy theorists and oh my gosh you know uh we need to shut this down because it's probably russian disinformation that's probably what it is it's despicable, man. No, yeah, it's right there. How is this right not there. like the lead story everywhere or one of the lead stories everywhere, at least in the political media world? <sighs> no, because they think, well, Joe probably had a good reason for it. And he's a nice guy. Uh, this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin <laughs> show. Uh, biggest story of the day, aside from, again, in black and white, plain English, uh, yeah. Hunter Biden talking about uh, working out a business deal with his dad. And threatening somebody for not coming through sure. with the business deal that they orchestrated. Of course, non-political news. Uh, they have found a debris field, which they believe, or it appears they believe, uh, is the remains of the sub that went missing. Again, waiting for confirmation of that. The Coast Guard's supposed to be giving an update in about half an hour now. Um, so we'll know more certainly by this time tomorrow uh, about what happened. Yeah. We may have an inkling of what happened. But, you know, again... That stuff takes a long time to figure it out. So uh, we'll bring you the latest. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Mark Lee is out. Thank you so much for being here. So you mentioned earlier, uh, Scott, that Joe Biden is meeting with the prime minister of India yes. today. Yes. And, of course, you may have seen the video. It's pretty funny if you see it. Uh, where Joe Biden has his hand over his heart during the Indian national anthem, mm -hmm. and then slowly, when he realizes it's not our national anthem, slowly lowers his hand down like nobody's yes. going to see it if he moves too slow. Yes, um, just very awkward. And you know, again, remember it's a stutter. Okay, he's That's not right. senile; it's a stutter. That's right. Uh, well, he's doing a press conference, and they're talking about climate change with the Prime Minister of India, which is one of, if not the leading. Uh, polluters on the planet right now. Yes. I mean, we can drive all the Teslas we want, and we'll never actually nix out what India and China are putting into the air in terms of carbon. So anyway, uh, yeah, the prime minister of India is defending his actions on climate change, and then Joe Biden says, hold my bud light. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the kick for climate change on behalf of the United States of America. Here is uh, the president of the United States. We have caused damage in the United States the way we've developed over the last 300 years. And that's why I was able to convince my colleagues in the Congress to pass legislation, the largest climate fund ever in American in the world history, $369 billion, $369 billion to deal with the climate crisis. And we're doing it extensively now, and I think you're going to see significant progress. Uh-huh. So yeah, we we've done a lot, and that's why we were, that's why we passed this gigantic green energy bill that we called the Inflation Reduction Act. Which I'm stunned by that number, <laughs> three hundred sixty nine billion dollars. 
Yeah, and wouldn't you know it, a lot of people involved in the Biden administration and the crafting of this bill happen to benefit from investments in green technology, financially. Wow. Including the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm. Now, that, of course, has not been making a lot of headline news, but that's been percolating for a couple of years now that she's got stock in several companies that are benefiting from federal subsidies mm-hmm. to create more electric vehicles and, and, and windmills and whatnot. Gosh, dang. But yeah, what, what's... All right. Standing shoulder to shoulder, it's incredible, standing shoulder to shoulder with the Prime Minister of India <laughs> and, and then apologizing for America polluting the world. This guy. It, it, it's one thing after the other. Um, our, we do have another update from Joe Biden about trains. Remember, he said that there was going to be a train. Are we back on this again? Went went uh, went across the Indian Ocean. Indian I think. Ocean. The large. Yeah. Uh, let me play American this clip. World here. History. Oh, where is it? Is playing here? Billion dollars. Three hundred sixty-nine billion dollars. We get it, Joe. Okay, here we go. Moving ourselves and having railway to go all the way across the southern two-thirds, the, the, from the Atlantic Ocean to the, to the Indian Ocean in Africa. We're going to... So we're... Mm-hmm. Let's what? review that game film again. Yeah. I, I kind of yeah. had some monkey buttons going on here. Hold okay. on. Moving ourselves and having railway to go all the way across the southern two-thirds, from the Atlantic Ocean to the, to the Indian Ocean in Africa. So we're going. I'm, I'm figuring this out from the Atlantic to, Ocean, I guess, the across Indian the Indian Ocean again. Ocean. Yeah, to hitting Africa. Is Africa. he? I'm assuming that they're talking about building a rail system in, like, across India itself to go around. Because I don't think you can. I don't think putting a train <laughs> train track across the Indian Ocean is a great idea. <laughs> but that's that's exactly what he said. Remember, it's a stutter. Yeah. I wondered that, too, because I'm like, is he suggesting that we put beams in the ocean to carry railroad tracks across? <laughs> what is he? What is going on? I don't know, but he also talked about solar energy, if you want to hear this clip. Of course I do. But there's a lot of technology that's available that we're sharing and we share with one another. We've learned how to do solar energy, which is considerably cheaper than it is to, for, for fuel, for uh, fossil fuels. The same way dealing with not just solar, but dealing with uh, wind. There you go. Oh, boy. Is it is it really cheaper to do the, the solar thing? Because um, that's a good question. That's, Golly. That's an open question. You're, you're just rubbing. <laughs> okay, I, I, just, I, yeah, he, I, so, Scott, he always wears a baseball cap, and he just yeah. he just popped the bill up a little bit, lowered his glasses ever so slightly, and just rubbed his forehead. Do you need some Excedrin? Are you okay? I just I just keep thinking I'm going to wake up. <laughs> like, we couldn't have elected this guy, could we? Did this really happen? Well, well, no, because Trump won, and everybody knows it, right? <laughs> you got another world leader standing next to you going, I can't believe this either. This is crazy. I, I still maintain, I would love to have a one-on-one conversation with any of these translators who travel with foreign dignitaries. Oh, yeah. How do you translate that? I don't know. What does that look like? Or the, or the lady that they have uh, doing the sign language translation? Yeah. Because sometimes, and I, I don't, I don't understand sign language, but 
I, sometimes it really does look like she's just throwing her hands up in frustration, like, I don't know. I think in sign language there is a shoulder shrug that goes with it. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know what he. I don't know what he just said. Not, I don't know how to say true and dashed under yeah, pressure. Under pressure. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea. All right, you ready for your big trifecta? Yeah, Scott? let's go. Let's All right, roll. let's do it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. All right, it's the trifecta. Top three stories of the day according to Scott Robbins. And usually we have Casey Kasem along, but he vacations with Jamie Markley for some reason. Well, he's playing golf. They got a threesome. All right. All All right, right. so we we count him down three to one. Number three, gay bars are banning Bud Light. Gay bar in Minneapolis, Minnesota, has surprisingly joined the boycott against Bud Light. Well, hang on. It's not for the reason you think, by the way. The New York Post is reporting that the Minneapolis gay bar, known as the Saloon, has replaced all of their Anheuser-Busch products, which include Bud Light, with beers from local breweries because they feel the company has, quote, abandoned, post quote, the queer community in the wave of the backlash. Yeah. Uh, Bud Light's got to be going, what do we have to do? Oh, yeah, don't they, don't chase they, off your main they, customer. Baby. They hate us for doing it. They hate us for not doing it. What What is going on? Anyway, Bud Light uh, teaming up with the Dylan Mulvaney thing. You guys saw the ad campaign. And any sort of, again, any sort of deviation or backpedaling at all, perceived or not, from these activists, they're going to they're gonna turn on you. Oh, yeah. And they did. Well, that, that's one of the reasons why I think for a lot of companies, unless you are specifically uh, advertising to the gay community, there is no win in partnering or, or, or trying to celebrate the fringy activist side of, of the alphabet mafia. Because, I mean, if you just make Bud Light, right? You just yeah. take Bud Light, for example. Gay people drink Bud Light. Sure. Straight people drink Bud Light. Yes. You got to also put into the equation here that there are more straight people than there are gay people, and there are certainly more straight people than there are the radical activist class among all gay people. So it doesn't make any sense if that's not your primary uh, target audience. It makes no sense to sort of celebrate the weirdos in the community. And I'm not talking about just, you know, regular people who happen to be gay. I'm talking about the people like Dylan Mulvaney, the freak shows. Right. Yeah. Like you partner with them, and as soon as you respond to your core audience, that crowd leaves you too. Well, and you've heard the argument made before of no-win situations. Yeah. This is no-win situation. They push every. They push back on it. Stock prices drop like crazy. They can't give this stuff away. Then all of a sudden they say, "Well, maybe we made a mistake." Without mm-hmm. admitting they made a mistake, they fire the people involved in it, and they start to backpedal a little bit. And all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, you didn't stand by it. Yeah, we're done with you." Right. So, man, I'll tell there you. There you go. There you yeah. go. Dance with it. You got it. Yep. All right. It's the trifecta top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. Number two, Joe Biden's threatening to bomb Americans again. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Joe Biden's at a fundraiser, California, uh, last night. He appeared to go off script yet again. I'm sure his handlers were sent into a panic by them preparing for damage control right away. He reiterated his support. He's done this before for a ban on assault weapons, specifically calling out the AR-15s. That's not unusual for Biden. And it's one of his standard talking points. But then he seemed to be in the mood to elaborate a bit, went off script. 
he spoke about how he loves these guys who talk about the Second Amendment, the Tree of Liberty, etc. He went on to say that if you, you AR-15 guy, you want to go against the government, well, you better bring your F-16 because I'm bringing them. Well, if nothing else, that's an argument for me to go buy an F-16. <laughs> yeah. I mean, add this to the list of things you never, ever wanted to hear your president say. Yeah. Stand by the Second Amendment. I'm going to come. I, I'm going to send an F-16 for you. Yeah, I'm going to bomb you. Unbelievable. Dude. Well, I mean, that that's what that threat really is, is to say, well, we're going to bomb you, which me, which makes me want to go buy another gun, like, right now. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, so you are actually planning on attacking America. It sounds like now is the time that we need the Second Amendment more than any other time in American history. Well, more people are owning uh, firearms than ever before in American history. Very true. And there's a damn good reason for that, yes. All right, it is the trifecta top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins, down to number one. An Indiana state senator is making a fool out of themselves. Yeah, this guy's an unknown backbencher, too, but a ridiculous a-hole of himself. He went on Twitter, very upset, about an organization called Moms for Liberty using a Hitler quote in their newsletter. He got all upset about it. He said the local chapter of Moms for Liberty quoted Hitler in their first newsletter yesterday. I am absolutely outraged and know that the vast majority of community members feel the same. There is, in caps, no place for hate in our home. Our community and kids deserve better. Now, this was an ad for Moms for Liberty, the parent brigade, parent advocacy group. In this issue, they listen Liberty Lessons, uh, Parents Win, Have You Heard?, uh, they also say Moms for Liberty will not be intimidated by hate groups. And here's the quote he's talking about. He alone who owns the youth gains the future. Adolf Hitler said that. They used it in the ad. They're not promoting Adolf Hitler, you dope. No. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 warning against the rise of fascism. That's exactly what... I mean, it's pretty obvious that's exactly what it is. And he, he looks at that and goes, they're quoting Adolf Hitler. I mean, yeah, I, I you know what, man? I won't take that crap from, from a bunch of people who have started, you know, who decided to jump on this weird uh, branding campaign of calling uh, uh, the so-called election denialism the big lie. Right. Like, you realize that was what Nazis said. That was a Nazi rallying cry, the big lie. <laughs> yeah, that, oh yeah. that was that was part of a propaganda campaign that justified their actions in exterminating the Jews. And these morons in national media and in the Democrat Party decided to co-opt that Nazi phrase to talk about Donald Trump. These people see dog whistles everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. All right, dummy. I hope somebody looked and said, hey, come here. Don't do that again. Right. Here's what here's the point they were trying to make, but you're not smart enough to figure that out. No. They're no. quoting Hitler. How dare these mothers compare our collective ownership of children to Hitler? Outrage. <laughs> Wait, did he actually use that phrase? No, I used oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say their collective ownership of children. Oh, no, I, I that wasn't him, that was me. I was about to say, dang, man, are they actually uh coming out and saying it? I mean, I know Joe yes. said it. It's, there's yeah, no such well, thing as one person's child. But all they have all to do is see Adolf Hitler, and they, the context <clears throat> is completely over their heads. Right. They, they, they just then, start foaming at the mouth immediately. Right. And then they see Donald Trump, and they just say Hitler, or they see something they don't like, and they say Hitler. Hitler. These people invoke Hitler like, like. <laughs> you know, again, I've said I've said this before, and I'll say it again. 
the language that they've co-opted, if you called somebody Hitler, that was a big deal. That person was evil, man. You just didn't randomly call people you disagree with Hitler, right? Yeah. So what does the word mean anymore? I mean, what does it mean? Yeah, generally. It's like racist. It's like sexist. It's like, you know, phobie, whatever. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That needs to be the name of your book as you're breaking down societal problems. Phobie, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, just like like whatever it is. Yeah. All right, that, that's the trifecta yeah. top three stories God of the day, dang. according to Scott Robbins. Uh, we got Nimrods in the news coming up and a news update. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins, Jamie Markley on special assignment. Sad news, not unexpected. Uh, the Coast Guard has confirmed that the wreckage that they found at the bottom of the ocean was from the sub that went to go check out the Titanic. Uh, Ocean Gate, which operated the submersible that was touring the Titanic, uh, put out, yeah, we believe that all the passengers aboard are dead. Um, and so a tragic ending. Again, not all that you know, surprising, unfortunately, no. but um, we'll wait to see what else the uh, Coast Guard has to say. They should be uh, speaking here momentarily if they're not already... Uh, taken to the podium to answer some questions. So I think everybody was holding out hope. Yeah, you're holding out you hope, know? but but every every hour that went by, it got dimmer and yeah. dimmer, and you're like, okay. So uh, we'll we'll be waiting to see what uh, what conclusions they've reached so far. What the preliminary investigation is revealing in terms of what happened to the submersible. I got to believe that if they're finding wreckage, yeah, then it it imploded. I mean, it, it yes, it couldn't. It, there was something wrong with how the how the submersible was pressurized mm-hmm. and just got crushed like a soda can. I mean, it's horrible. So, uh, yeah, we'll be following those updates, and uh, we'll be bringing you the latest as soon as we hear what the latest details are here. All right, let's try to lighten the mood just a little bit. It is uh, time for Nimrods in the News. Nimrods. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. So a 46-year-old dude in Florida got busted shoplifting at Target. His name is David Romero. He paid for some groceries, but there were a few items he got from the pharmacy he didn't pay for. Uh-oh. Cops found him, arrested him. They caught him with, well, condoms, personal lubricant, and several enhancement products. And as they're putting him in the cop car, something fell out of his pants. Yeah, it was a pink vibrator. And they wow. sell those at Target, by the way. Had a big weekend coming up, completely <laughs> it was, ruined. It hit the ground and got turned on, too. So oh, you can God. see it buzzing around. <laughs>